Today we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. My idea for this show was to invite guests and get the conversation started, to take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. And we encourage our listeners to look within themselves to take decisive action to make a positive difference. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. I'm your host, Bill Myers. And we are continuing our series on health and healing here in the month of January. And I'm pretty excited today because I'm intrigued by, by our guest today and the topic that we are covering today. And the topic is Ancient Hawaiian Healing with author, speaker, and healer, Belinda Farrell. And, you know, as far as different healing modalities, this happens to be one that I am not quite familiar with. And so that makes it exciting because we all get to learn something. And I'm uh, always interested in in learning something. My grandfather said, you learn something every day. And so that becomes quite the goal. Um, so I am uh, excited to have her with us today. And um, so that we can learn something about Huna and uh, the uh, ancient Hawaiian healing practices of Huna. Um, so I'm going to give you a little bit of information on Belinda. Uh, when Belinda was 48, she collapsed with herniated discs and spinal nerve damage, threatened with paralysis by her medical doctors if she didn't have surgery. Belinda instead chose to apply the ancient Hawaiian healing practices she had been learning the previous three years. Her back completely healed, including childhood scoliosis. For 15 years, she has been sharing these healing practices with others, offering reconnective healing and HUNA classes and taking clients to Hawaii to teach HUNA and swim with wild spinner dolphins. Uh, Belinda. She is an, uh, Belinda Farrell, an author of the book, Finding Your Friggin' Joy. She graduated with a BA in Spanish and English from the University of California at Berkeley and is trained in hypnotherapy, past life regression, NLP, Hawaiian chanting, and ancient Hawaiian healing, or HUNA. Belinda trained with Anthony Robbins, author of Unlimited Power, and has effectively used these skills in her own life. She has completed 18 firewalks. Count them, 18 firewalks. So it is my great pleasure and honor at this time to welcome my guest today, Miss Belinda Farrell. Belinda, welcome to Bill Myers and Spires. I'm so happy to be here, but I'm hearing two voices. Oh my goodness, two voices. Uh, I don't know how to eliminate that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you hear the other voice? I know. Oh, there. 
I do not hear the two voices. Uh, maybe it is spirit speaking to us in a very special manner. So we will take it. We will take it nice and easy, and see if we can't navigate this this uh, sound issue as we go along. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I will try to try to pretend who is talking to me, the spirit or you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So, Belinda, I just I just read a little bit of your bio and information about you, and I thought the best way for us to navigate uh, this conversation and dialogue as we learn something about the ancient healing practices of Hawaii would be to start with um, a little bit of when you started your journey, because we spoke, we had the privilege of speaking briefly yesterday, and you had mentioned to me that you started off, and you are you are a native of Los Angeles, California, and you started right. off. Is that correct? Yes, so absolutely. I was born in Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. And there you go, there you go. And so you um, uh, ventured out and and pursuit of an acting career, and and you were pretty successful at that. So let's just start there, and then sort of walk me through the progression of how you move from that. Uh, that area, because that's something we have in common, you see. So that's right. I would yeah. love to have a talk with you about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, walk us through your your journey from from actor to uh, I believe it was uh, your stunt work. But I don't want to be. A, I want I want you to walk us through that. Your your curiosity, your creative curiosity. Well, I was always interested in the entertainment world. When I was a little girl, we used to take the bus and I would sing up and down the aisles and people would give me money. And I thought, mm, this is a pretty good deal. So <laughs> little, it carried on through to my adult years. But I modeled, I did a lot of car commercials, um, just stunt driving work after I would, trained with Tony Robbins. After I turned 40, that's when my life kind of took a giant leap into taking lots of risks. And when you do 18 firewalks, which I did with Tony, you start to examine your life and say, well, what would I like to do now that I've never done? Because I can walk now on 2000 degrees of hot coals. So I know I'm missing on something. And what came up for me was that I always wanted to drive a race car. And so Tony teaches you, if you say you can't, you must. And if you must, you will. So I called the racetrack and I enrolled in the Grand Prix road racing course in Sonoma. And I found out that I had some talent because after the four day course, I was hired to drive for Buick and Cadillac in New York. <clears throat> and then my stunt driving career just zoomed from there. I got a partner, we formed a racing team and then films and commercials started coming in. And I just so didn't how know how that, to relax. So, so yeah, how does that work? I'm just curious because, you know, in the acting biz, there's a part of on a resume that talks about special skills. So yeah, that would have been it. <laughs> I'm a race driver. That's incredible. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's what I, I did for about eight years. Nothing but car commercials and films. And since I had experience on stage and, and doing movies, um, it was just another, you know, another little bloop on the resume. And it was just so much fun 
I guess risking your life is considered dangerous, but for me, it was just fun to test your skills because the more you had danger on the job, the more money you got. So I was, I was really excited about making a lot of money at that time. Yeah. And then I collapsed with herniated discs and spinal nerve damage. Didn't know where that came from, except that I had to examine what I was saying to myself. And when you talk to yourself in a negative way, your unconscious mind, which is running your body, it listens to you. And then I started to realize I had been saying all my life that I can't be supported, that I have to have somebody else to support me, that I can't support myself. And when you're saying that to your unconscious mind, your spine is the one that supports you. So it was listening to what I was saying, and then it collapsed. It did exactly what I told it to do. Wow. So I had to relearn how to talk to my back and thank it for remembering how to support me. Thank it for remembering how to regenerate. That was the key word. Thank you for regenerating. So when I go to bed at night, I would say to myself, when I wake up, I will have been regenerated during the night and I'll be 150% better in the morning. So you, you give a command to the unconscious and it listens to you like a faithful computer. After a month of doing that and also some other breathing, breathing was very important, taking deep breaths through the nose and out through the mouth and absolutely getting in touch with the dark stuff that you've been hiding and, and pushing down inside of you. After you get those to come up and you get closure on them, it's like popping a pimple you know, just releases. And yeah. I, I healed within about three or four days of doing that kind of work in bed constantly. And I woke up and I had no more scoliosis. I had no more pain. I went to see my doctors that told me I was never going to walk again unless I had surgery. They were just in disbelief. Wow. Because my spine was totally aligned. I, it was a brand new spine. Wahoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and so, yeah. And so I, I want to just, you know, uh, go back and just reiterate the, the point that not only the, the, the nerve damage and the herniated discs, but you, you were diagnosed with scoliosis right. early on. So, so both you got, you got two for one out of that, right? Yeah, I mean, that's right. <laughs> take it. Yeah. I want it all. I want it all. I want to be healed. You know, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And that was over 20 years ago. So I still have, you know, I still have to talk to my back because I still have a tendency to do too much. You know, I, I love to play tennis. I play ping pong. I'm in my 70s. So I know I have to slow down, but it's it's just so much fun, you know, to get out there and exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. You know, I think that 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 is very important. And uh, the idea of the messages and the things that we say to ourselves. Um, yes, I, that is so very powerful. Um, and I don't know that we're completely conscious of the things that we say to ourselves. That's that is right. Until I collapsed, I didn't know I didn't know what I was saying until I started to listen. 
And then I, when I do sessions with people, I have them write down, what do you say to yourself that you wouldn't tell anybody else? How do you really feel inside? And most people really loathe themselves. Mm. They don't like themselves. They keep working and working and working to kind of prove their worthiness to be loved. Mm. And that was me. That was me. So until I resolved that part of me that felt it had to work hard to be loved, um, I, I couldn't heal. Mm. But then there is a part in my book, it's on page 109, where I, I pulled up a memory of a little fetus in the womb. And this little fetus was just thrown out into the, into the universe like a piece of garbage. And I could see this little fetus just kind of darting back and forth, all these asteroids and comets. And she was just very afraid. She was just going millions of miles an hour and all these debris was floating around her. And then suddenly these hands came and lifted her up and put her safely into the arms of this divine being, which was up on this high precipice. And she could just see all the debris alone, you know, at the bottom. And she felt so safe. And I remember when I woke up from that, I was in a pool of sweat. I felt like I had died. And, you know, they, they say you go through this um, death of the spirit or death of the ego. That's what it was. But I wanted to call my mother and talk to her about my birth again. because she never really would talk to me about it. And as it turned out, she had taken me with my father to three abortion clinics and they had tried to abort me. And so that child who was feeling thrown out was the abortion. And that's what I was living through is trying to earn my love by working hard or maybe becoming you know, important as an actor. Somebody would see me, my father would see me and come back and claim me. So all of this kind of came to the forefront and I was, um, I was amazed, but the healing just accelerated from that point on because I was not able to listen to myself before I, before that happened. Now, when did you have that dream? I was, I was collapsed with the herniated discs and I was in bed for a month when I was healing from wow. that month. Yeah, I was doing a lot of breathing. When you do deep breathing through the nose and out through the mouth, at least 10, 15 minutes of that, it gives permission for the unconscious mind to pull up some of your old memories that you've been hiding or stuffing down because you didn't want to deal with them. And so I didn't have time to deal with that stuff. I was too busy having fun. Right. And then you get, you, you get, you know, the, the smoke stuffed out of you and you collapse and you have no place to go when you're sitting in bed and you just have that breathing to do and it's you and those issues. And so I started to then, after that dream came up, I started to see myself climbing trees and I was really excited about climbing trees. And what do you have to have to climb trees? A good, strong back. So that's what I had to give the unconscious, not just saying, please heal me, which is just a bunch of silly words, 
You right. have to give it a reason to heal, something uh. emotional. So here I am climbing trees and the unconscious is going, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, climbing trees. And so it sends it up the pipeline then to my higher self. And the higher self brings it down into the physical body. Mm. The only thing that stops the higher self from healing you are the negative emotions that you have stuffed back in the unconscious. So once that pipeline is clear, you can send up your desires. That is that is tremendous. You know, um, very powerful, powerful uh, words that you speak and um, and great truth great truth in, in every bit of it. I, um, it is an honor to have you here today. And I am, uh, I am, uh, want to make sure that you know how appreciative I am, particularly when we are in, uh, this is the last show in our series oh. on healing and hope It's the month of January. So I'm very, very grateful that you're here today because you're offering some really powerful and tremendous insight into uh, healing and and particularly uh, you know the self and and how we we are the masters of the healing of ourselves essentially Absolutely. you know and so um, I am I am grateful that you're here and uh, we're going to need to take a break right now and we'll be back in just a minute you're listening to Bill Myers inspires and I'm here with my guest today. Uh, healer and author and uh, practitioner of the ancient healing art of Hawaiian healing, uh, Belinda Farrell, and we're grateful to have her here, and we will be right back and continue our conversation in just a moment. Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires, as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com.
You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We're back. Uh, you are listening to Bill Myers Inspires, and I'm excited today to have my special guest, uh, Belinda Farrell, uh, here today. And wow, what a journey. Uh, we, are, we, we are wrapping up today our, our series on healing and hope, and I am so, so very grateful that she is here with us today because it's a very compelling uh, journey and um I am so very excited uh, to to hear and to gain the tremendous insights that she has experienced, and and I'm grateful that she's sharing that with our audience here today. And I am I am listening myself. I am my ears are perked up, my dear, and you are you are bringing <laughs> you are bringing the gift home. So oh. I am I'm grateful for that. So so what, a few few things uh, occur to me. You seem to be. Uh, uh, someone who is uh, uh, driven. I mean, I, I, adrenaline junkie sort of uh, leaps out at me. Uh, the It seems that these challenges are all mostly physical challenges, but they're not really physical challenges because we understand that the root of those is some need that is within us, something that we either need to prove or something that we need to to challenge ourselves to grow, you know, to challenge our physical bodies, to test the bounds of, of our, our, our physical ability. And um, so, and, and as you have uh, demonstrated through, through your, your life and, and the many activities and even, even the, the tree climbing uh, piece that you were just talking about before we went to break, I mean, again, these are physical physical things that then are, are being responded to by your subconscious mind, right? So I, I want to pick it up from there because I think that uh, that we're on to something and I'm a firm believer that it's always an inside out game, right? <laughs> it's inside out. Okay. Yeah. I'm willing to go with you. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, so when you did this, this, healing and and this breathing and you were able to heal yourself what i want to know is where did your familiarity or exposure or learning or teaching of the huna hawaiian practices and what role that played in your healing of yourself well i was really very excited to learn more about what the unconscious mind does. And I was trained as a hypnotherapist. And I, as I said, I trained with Anthony Robbins. He did some, some kind of hypnosis, but he wasn't going deeper for my, for my desires. So I went to a master course in Hawaii that was um, geared towards really going deep into the hypnosis. Never told Tony that I was afraid of water. And here I'm going to Hawaii, an island surrounded by water. Right. <laughs> and so I just kind of tried to overcome it, overlook it, because I had a fear of that water. 
and we were doing an exercise in class where we were we were calling the higher self to come down inside of us. The higher self was called Amakua. Anyway, I was doing this deep breathing and suddenly it was like the oceans parted inside of me and all these dolphins and whales started pouring into my psyche. And I was like, what is that? I wasn't into any ocean animals, right. absolutely, especially big ones. And, <laughs> those are big ones <laughs> those are big ones and then that night it started i was having dreams of dolphins swimming swimming in and teaching me how to swim and i was like a dolphin i was just swimming with them and i woke up in the morning and i said i've got to get out there and be with those dolphins they're teaching me how to swim how do i do that i have to get in the water oh my god <laughs> so it was a real mm, push pull yeah and finally a friend of mine consented to taking me out and of course it's probably the worst stormy day on record that we chose to go out but I couldn't back down because I was just I was so afraid but I didn't want to I didn't want to give in to the fear because fear is false evidence that appears real so I was trying to convince myself that I was fine, just breathing, breathing. So we get out there and then all of a sudden, these, this bottlenose dolphin comes, they never come to the island. They're usually spinner dolphins. And he comes right next to us and he just places himself right in front of us. And I just feel so at home. I mean, how am I at home with this huge flipper-like animal Right. And he's downloading information into me and I'm and he stays there for a long time, just staring. And I was hooked. I was completely hooked. I went in the next day. I started learning how to dive. It was as though the the ocean was um, like a nurturing bathtub. And it turned mm. from fear to this nurturing bathtub. And I wanted to take people to, to swim with them and to look into their eyes. I felt so much love and unconditional love and no problems. Everything just floated away. When I came back home, I remember getting in the shower and then started wailing, deep wailing coming from my body. It was like a release of just centuries of, of I don't know, suffering, I think it was. And I just felt light and wonderful. And the dolphins were my, my teachers from then on. So then for, for 10 years, I took groups of people to meet with them. The chance would call them in. And it was just miraculous, just miraculous. And then the next 10 years was individual people. I don't do it anymore since we've had this challenge in our society with the pandemic. Right, sure. But hopefully, hopefully it'll come back and we'll be able to connect again. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, there there are several points of connection between the two of us and 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 similar. You know, I have this, I have a fear of the water. Oh. It so that is, and you know, I'm encouraged by your uh, story 
because that makes a lot of sense. I'm a Pisces, believe it or not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, mean, uh, <laughs> I have, I have the healthy respect for water. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I can find it quite terrifying, uh, in fact. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm very interested in what you're saying because it's not something that I want to hold on to at all. Uh, I'm very, uh, very much. In fact, I was doing a, um, a job in Aruba and I remember I brought my mom out and we went out on the water on a, you know, a, a, a boat that had a clear, a clear glass bottom. Right. And when I looked down uh, and saw all the, the colorful, very colorful, oh, it's beautiful, uh, you know, fish and, 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 uh, inhabitants of the water i almost jumped off that boat right then into that water and i and i there was a point where i really kind of lost the fear <laughs> but this other side of me was like that's real stupid because once you get in there you don't know what <laughs> but but i would i've definitely felt called I, I i know what that that feeling i that's the only time in my life that i've ever felt that and i really did feel like the water was inviting me that that I was being invited. Um, well, remember your your emotions are in water, so the emotions that are stuck in your body, it may be that that you're afraid of bringing some of those emotions up to look at them, and they can be from ancient times. Mm -hmm. Because I know that that's what was my that was my fear was to listen to some of these emotions that I had been carrying with me. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you do it, it again, it just, it just takes away the, the hold that the ego has on you. And the un unconscious mind is running your body based on the blueprint it has right now. So if you let go of some of these emotions, your body can run more efficiently because it's not crowded by that plaque of the soul that I call it. Wow. It, it, there's, um, there's tapes or there's black, black webs that weave around us. And if we don't disconnect from it, if we don't neutralize from it, they collect around our organs and then we get disease. Hmm. So it's really important to do the breathing just deep breaths to the top of the head. That's all outlined in my book, very simply. And then, aha, breath. And I learned that from the dolphins because the dolphins come up every seven minutes or to breathe or they'll die. Mm. They do conscious breathing. And if we don't consciously breathe up to our higher self, we die a spiritual death. Mm. We go into fight or flight, you know. <gasps> You know, wow. take it past that and up to the top. Ah, it's a ha breath. Like laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Got to find your friggin' joy, don't you? <laughs> you got to find your friggin' joy. There it is. <laughs> Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back in just a minute. We're going to try to get this work on the sound issue and see if we can't get that um, resolved here over the break. So, um, but anyway, 
Thank you for being with us today, uh, Belinda Farrell. It is a joy, and we will uh, be back in just a minute. You are listening to Bill Myers Inspires right here on the Inspired Choices Network. Stick with us, and we'll be right back. Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy Award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now... Let's get back to the conversation. We are back. You are listening to Bill Myers Inspires, and I'm here with my guest today, Belinda Farrell. Um, and uh, we are excited. We are talking about the ancient healing practices of uh, Hawaiian healing practices of Huna. We're going to get more into that here in just a second, but um, she has a, a pretty tremendous book and she's been sharing little, little, uh, snippets of it with us right here. And it's find your friggin' joy. <laughs> I just love the title. I mean, it, I feel so sassy when I say it. So, um, but I, I love this. And, and you were just talking about, um, uh, the breathing exercise prior to the break. So, um, uh, so explain to us a little bit more about, Huna itself, because um, I, I am completely unfamiliar with Huna healing practices. And so I was very fascinated to learn about another modality. Uh, that's well, that always fascinating. Yeah, I went to Hawaii and I started to, you know, go into the master hypnosis program. Some of the Hawaiians came to visit us and they, and I don't know which voice I'm listening to. <laughs> and so they taught us about this forgiveness process called Ho'oponopono. And it's, it, it was going inside and cleaning up, cleaning up ourselves twice to make right, right. And I started doing the process and I started to forgive myself for the ways that I had looked at some of the things from the past parents and loved ones and um, just ancient ancient DNA that was handed down to us. And as soon as I started to do that process, I felt better. 
and they say that the, the, the proof is in the pudding. So that's exactly what I started to do was this ancient Hawaiian practice. We got the, the books uh, on Huna from a Max Freedom Long. He was a teacher who arrived on the islands about 1917 and he saw these kahunas doing these amazing healings and he wanted to know where he could find the book so he could study it. Nothing was written down. So he spent about 50 years writing things down that he saw these kahunas doing. When the missionaries came in about 1820, they outlawed all these practices as superstitious. They put kahunas in jail. It was a very dark time. And then it was in 1979, I believe, that the religious the Religious Freedom Act was passed and we could finally chant and do the hula and practice the healing work again. But people are still a little shy, you know, about calling themselves kahunas because it had kind of a, a was a dark tone because of what happened during those times. Superstition is terrible stuff, but mm -hmm. healing is of the light. People right healed their bones, they healed all kinds of, there was no mental illness on the islands when they were practicing this Ho'oponopono. Wow. So I do it every day. It's just a way of, you know, we all say things to ourselves. So why not say something like, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. So those are just four phrases. When something comes up, it can be anger, it can be a sadness, it can be guilt or shame you don't know it you don't have to know where it comes from you just say because you're talking to between you and your higher self and the higher self sees you as never having done anything wrong it's just the ego that blames you for stuff so you just say i'm sorry i love you i forgive you meaning yourself and thank you it is done there's a there's an official way of doing this. I made a CD called Chant and Forgiveness. And this was released over 20 years ago. It's been all over the world. It's, it's helped so many people. And it takes people through the forgiveness process with the chants and with ancient symbols. There's powerful stuff in these symbols. And I teach four levels of Huna and Again, you know, this is from ancient times, but it is totally of the light. It is not of any kind of dark magic. Mm -hmm. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm so fascinated. So you, you mentioned that there are, you teach four levels. Is that what it, it consists of, I mean, is it, or is that, you know, so beginner, intermediate mastery, is that, is that how it works? Uh, well, uh, there are 36 symbols, 36 symbols. So over a period of the four levels, you receive and get to practice these, these symbols. So in the first level, you only get four, one for each of the, um, of the elements, earth, air, fire, and water. And so you start to learn how to, how to manipulate the elements, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. you know, stopping um, a rainstorm or stopping a lava flow. 
but you have to also, you know, understand what the ecology would be because there's consequences for stopping stuff that's not in the path. Mm. Again, it's a study of the elements. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's fascinating. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of um, some of the, some of the things that I, I remember when I was in, uh, I was in New York. I was actually doing the revival of Godspell, and while we were doing that, uh, that was around the time that uh, uh, Richard Bach, his book. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Richard Bach's book, uh, Illusions, mm-hmm. uh, came out, and that was sort of a craze um, there for a while. And uh, he spoke of um, spoke of um, uh, what is it, uh, uh, evaporating clouds? I mean, the 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 practice of you know sort of laying down and and looking up and and being able to disappear clouds and things like that. And that was a uh, so your your story just reminded me of how how we do have uh, connection to these elements, and we do have the ability to to affect um, the the natural surroundings. We are part of nature. We are connected. You know. Uh, right, and the chants really give you some type of interesting entrance into these elements when you do these chants. They're, they come from an ancient ancient time. They, I'm not a great singer, but the chants come from the heart and things change. I do this one chant and I have it written out in the book, but dark things, you know, like if I was going down a dark alley, I would feel very protected because that's my ammunition It is that chant. Nobody would touch me. I've tried it and it works. Yes, it works. Um, that that's very interesting. When I was in uh, when I when I was in New York, I particularly early on, I was I I did have a fear of the big city. Uh, you know, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, and I was out there, and I was always aware that um, I was 800 miles away from uh, anybody being able to respond in an emergency. Or I was I was I was out there. So if I went missing, it would be a while before it would even. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, it would be a while before it would even uh, come to anybody's attention. So I was always aware of this, uh, that I was out there by myself. And I, uh, but I always visualized a a pool of white light surrounding me. And uh, it protected me. It protected me every ounce of my time, you know, when, particularly through that period where I was really concerned uh, because I was I was living in, you know, right around Hell's Kitchen and, and the, you know, that sort of thing. And there was a lot of activity going on, at the, a lot of bad stuff happening in, in New York in the late 80s, a lot of mob stuff, a lot, you know, just a lot of very seedy stuff, which is right by, you know, 42nd Street. I mean, right where right where the action is. And, Absolutely. Uh, it but was, your angels was, and your guides, they have to have permission to even go and protect you. That is true. That is true. And I, I, I definitely summon them all. <laughs> I said, Every one of them. Come on. Help yeah, me. 
come on, help me out. Cause, uh, and, and I did feel, uh, very much. And, and actually more than just the idea of white light being some sort of just a, a visualization, I literally could see that light around me, um, and was very aware that it was on. <laughs> and, um, yes. as I walked down the street, it was like a little, a little, little tube right around me that just, just held me. And, uh, <laughs> it's, and it was, it was amazing. So I know that there's great power in, in that. Um, yeah, well, you're a crusader or. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was really, really wonderful to, to feel that and, and to know that, that, that spirit had me um, uh, safeguarded because that was my concern. That was my fear. Uh, when I got there, I'm looking around, I'm going, like I said, well, and they come in all kinds of different packages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so we're going to, we're going to take ourselves another break here okay. and I'm going to work on a couple of little tech things on my end and okay. we'll right back. So Belinda, again, it's a pleasure having you here and I'm sure that we will, we will continue conversations even in, in, in the future. Cause I'm going to have you back because there's, <laughs> there's a wealth and, and I, and I'm just, I'm hungry to, <laughs> to, to find my freaking joy, you know? So, um, so we're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back. You are okay. watching Bill Myers Inspires right here on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be back in just one minute. Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign yeah. in for the latest <laughs> news and updates. I still hear two voices, though. I don't know. I'm, you're listening to Bill Myers Inspires here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We are back. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for tuning in today to Bill Myers Inspires. And we're having a great time talking to Belinda Farrell, who is a an amazing spirit. And she is bringing plenty of information to contribute in a, in a very wonderful way to this series on healing and hope. And so, again, it's a pleasure having you here. And so I do want to make sure 
before we go too much further, that you can offer up some information to our guests on how they may be able to um, get their hands on a copy of your book. And you had also mentioned uh, perhaps a CD series that you had that was on, was it, was it the breathing? Uh, I'm not sure, but I, w- I want to give you an opportunity to let us know how we can, can uh, get some of uh, this material of yours because it's really wonderful stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a website. It's called um, Huna Healing, H-U-N-A, Healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, dot com. That's www.hunahealing.com. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and in the store, you can get the CDs. The, there are three CDs, The Chant and Forgiveness, which takes you through the forgiveness process. The Enchantment is a really wonderful CD. It has an eight-page booklet with it of how to bring the higher self down. And it's all chanting and the sounds of the dolphins and whales. So it's really something you can even have in your car. And just I have people tell me they go to bed with it. They wake up in the morning with it. They calm their animals with it. Yeah, that's wonderful. And then I have another one that's called Sleepy Time Chant, and that helps people to go to sleep because it um, quiets the conscious mind and allows you to go into the dream time. So it changes you from a solid to a liquid. And then those those CDs are also um, available on MP3s, and that's on my website. It's also on iTunes, but and um, yeah, on iTunes, but not the MP3. Okay. And the book is through Amazon or on my website or Barnes and Noble. And the title of the book again? Find your friggin' joy. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do it. I had to do it. I love it. I love it. You know, once you clear, once you clear all the dark stuff, all that's left is your joy. Your joy is left inside. So, I mean, it never goes away. The joy is just kind of waiting there to just boom, you know, to erupt. And you're just going to clean off all the cobwebs. Mm-hmm. And that's what the forgiveness process helps you to do. It's fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, so so what you're saying, I mean, so are you suggesting that the joy is there and it's just waiting for us? Yes. To claim it, to to accept that it's there. To that's know right. That That's right. Your ego tells you, you know, go look for joy over there. Go look under that rock. Don't go inside because, oh, my God, that's where you'll find it. So it tries to distract you, you know, go shopping, go get some drugs, go get alcohol, go eat sugar. So you just, you know, you don't find it and you get more depressed. You know, that's interesting. You, 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 when you were saying that, that's so very true. And and what struck me was <laughs> the song, because, uh, you know, I, I, I just love music, but it was looking for love in all the wrong places. Yes. Isn't you, that you the know, truth? Yeah. You, you know, I mean, everywhere but where you're going to find it. Everywhere right. but there. Right. I mean, so, right. yeah, if you're going to find it in the new car or the house that you want or that sofa or that purse or the earrings or whatever. It's always something across the street. <laughs> it's always something else. And it, it, none of it is there. Um, right. That's what's called temporary happiness. You know, it's a new a new toy. And then and then you get it and then it's boring after a while. 
exactly. the pure joy of being alive, of just taking a walk and seeing, you know, nature, watching a bird fly, that kind of joy that that's just waiting inside to just erupt from you. Yeah. And the more you do the breathing and the forgiveness of yourself, the more you'll love yourself. And that's the whole point is for you to really love yourself. You have something wonderful to give to the world. Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. And, and, you know, and, and getting to the, the, I love me, all of that, that is so that, that seems to be at the core, at the core of, of many yes. of our uh, illnesses and, and problems is our ability to, to really do engage in loving ourselves. And that's why when that dream happened where I saw the baby being thrown out like a piece of, you know, garbage. Right. When I could see that how much she was loved by divine beings within her. Because we'll never be loved like the divinity can love us. Human beings can't love that way. Yeah. People are down here in a place called kindergarten, you know, to learn how to really love ourselves. That, you know, you, you have said it all. And Belinda, it has been a joy having you here today. Uh -huh. We're going to have to scoot along, but I'm going to have you back because I want to okay. find my friggin' joy. You've okay. been Bill, <laughs> Bill Myers Inspires. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for spending your afternoon right here with us at Bill Myers Inspires. Remember, we're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Inspired Choices Network. Remember to take time this week to take a breath and look within yourself and figure out how you can make a positive difference in this world. Spread the word, and we'll see you here next Friday. Have a wonderful week. Bill, can we... Thank you for spending your afternoon right here with us at Bill Myers Inspires. Remember, we're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Inspired Choices Network. Remember to take time this week to take a breath and look within yourself and figure out how you can make a positive difference in this world. Spread the word, and we'll see you here next Friday. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for spending your afternoon right here with us at Bill Myers Inspires. Remember, we're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Inspired Choices Network. Remember to take time this week to take a breath and look within yourself and figure out how you can make a positive difference in this world. Spread the word, and we'll see you here next Friday. Have a wonderful week.